from Bellucci, babe, and another win for Expert. She goes on to win the Millie Fox. Queen of the ball, then oh hi, it's Best of Bordeaux, here's Magic with a big run late, Best of Bordeaux in front from Magic and Best of Bordeaux does it again. Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. We are in Taree this morning ahead of the Mid-North Coast Country Championships. We'll review yesterday's Wagga Heat. Another one went back to back and he's off to the final. Uh, here later today, Gary Cleesey and Priscilla Looker will join me to bring you the coverage of the Mid-North Coast Qualifier. Yesterday at Rose Hill Gardens, it was Animo winning the Hobartville Stakes. Best of Bordeaux took out the silver slipper and announced himself as a golden slipper prospect. And last year's silver slipper winner, an Everest runner, Home Affairs, defeated the champ Nature Strip down the straight in the lightning. With me at Rose Hill yesterday, Ronnie Duffersey and Corey Brown. Yeah, some exciting racing yesterday, Greg, obviously. Uh, you mentioned most of it. Look, track was beautiful. Um, stayed pretty soft all day, although it was fair. He just had to be a couple off the fence, and that's... We've got no issue yep. with that, but uh, when races like that, they all, all can find the right part of the track, Corey. Yeah, I was uh, watching the replays last night. I, a lot of them travelled to the home turn and they didn't muster through it. They sort of like dropped the bridle early. It was sort of, I wouldn't say hard to make ground, but yeah, there's a few nice runs, but there's a few disappointing ones as well. Mm. Well, what about Tommy Berry's day yesterday? He went to bed on Friday night not knowing he was going to ride Animo. When he woke up in the morning, Huey, Bowmy, Huey Bowman was uh, not going to be riding at the meeting. He picked up the ride on Animo. He went on to ride three winners at the meeting. A horse bolted on him in the last, and he got suspended. Tommy Berry, good morning. How would you describe your day? Oh, it, was <laughs> it was interesting, but um, look, I'd, I'd take them days, even though getting suspended uh, and getting bolted on in the last, which was a bit embarrassing, uh, it was a good day all around anyway. What did you think of Animo? We went there expecting him to win. It was a hard-fought win. He's a wonderful colt. How did he feel? Yeah, no, he's a, he's a pretty he's a pretty lovely colt to ride. He's, he's so relaxed, even though he gets a bit hot in that in the mounting yard. As soon as you get him out onto the track, it's all business. He switches on and, um, you know, just for him to be able to jump well yesterday and find a spot, it made my job pretty easy from there. But... He's a bit unassuming, you know, coming to the corner, I was really slapping him up onto the back of him. And then when I peeled him out, um, he ranged up quite well and, and ranch hand, I thought, thought was going to make a real race of it. So I pressed the button, thought I was going to be in a bit of a dogfight there and, and ranch hand just dropped off and left me in front at about the 200. And, um, you know, Halau put in a nice fight, but my bloke, as soon as he felt Halau coming, I could feel him just lift up underneath me and um, he was never going to get beat. But uh, it was good to see him getting a bit of a dogfight yesterday. It was definitely toughening up. Just take us through the first bit of the race, Tommy. Was it um, always your intention to go forward, or was it the, t the tactics to go forward, or is that the, w the way it just unfolded? Yeah, I, I just said to James in the morning when I was speaking to him on the way to the race, that, um, obviously there was a lack of speed in the race, and 
you know, giving a horse like Ranchant too much of a head start might be a bit hard to reel him in. So I asked if he didn't mind if we if we jumped well that we could, you know, tag Ranchant across and might get a nice smother behind him. But um, obviously the way that Enemo's been jumping in recent times, he's been coming out a bit sluggish and, and taking a while to muster. But the key with him yesterday was just getting him to jump and he was, he was one of the first ones out and, and that made it pretty easy for me to put him in, into a nice spot yesterday. As I said, after a furlong, um, it was just... It was a pretty easy watch after that. Tommy, after riding him yesterday, being first time on him, riding him where you did, would you prefer to ride him a pair further back and let him chase for longer? Yeah, definitely. I, I think even one or two pairs further back where he's usually being ridden, um, as you said, Corey, just gives him a bit more work to do. Uh, he's got a beautiful big big stride on him and um, he likes plenty of work to do. You know, he, He'll chase down anything that's in front of him. But as I said, I, I underestimated how well he'd let down yesterday and um, once he did that, I, I knew I'd hit in the front too early on him. But, um, and, you know, he's done that once before in the size and, and pulled away. But, um, you know, it's only getting tougher now. These three-year-olds have come back bigger and stronger and horses like Alea have improved. So making little mistakes like that can cost you in the end. But um, as I said, I've had the ride on him now. If I've got the opportunity to ride him again, we'd obviously, you know, go back to riding him probably that pair or two further back where he's more comfortable and, and better suited. And I think uh, we'll see him a bit more dominant ridden that way. Just a little lapse in concentration there. You just shaved ranch hand on the way through. And it's just a, you know, it wasn't, I didn't think it was that severe, but obviously they're jumping all over that sort of stuff. And a bit of a costly suspension there, Tommy, the 27th through to the 12th. So you miss round with Guineas Day and a few important midweek races as well. Yeah, that, um, that might change now. Um, I'm not too sure yet. It, it was, it, I didn't think there was a lot in it. You know, it was, um, it was one that I was surprised I got time for, but in saying that, you know, they're, they're little things that I've got to get out of my riding. And I guess with Animo at this point, I didn't want to, you know, change his momentum or, or, or grab him and pull him out because we're in a tight finish there and a colt like him, if you get him unbalanced, um, you know, it can cost him a race. So I'm not saying that, um, you know, I did that intentionally, but I was just all about trying to keep his momentum and, and that cost me a little bit there in the end. So, um, yeah, it was a tough one to cop, but... Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with the suspension yet. Obviously, um, we've got Randwick Guineas Day and um, the two two-year-olds, Metallicity and, and Russian Conquest, look like maybe going around on that day. So I could even start it straight away. I'm not sure yet. I'm just going over, over that now with Paul Joyce and, uh, and we'll make a decision today. Okay, all right. Um, of the beaten brigade there, Corey, what do we want to say about them? I, I, look, I thought... I uh, thought Converge was good. He was very Coming good. from back, yeah. Um, like Tommy said, I just don't think the speed of the race, uh, on paper, I thought they'd go a little bit quicker, but in the run they seemed to just hold up and a bit of a dash home. But, um, but yeah, I thought Converge from sort of second last to third last, I thought he worked home really well. Yeah, uh, I thought he was did as well. I think they'll be the making of him riding quiet there yesterday and teaching him something. And Kalal... Well, he might he might work, could well shape up. He's sort of been question marks around him, the form around him, but he certainly was very good yesterday. And the horse I thought um, is still a little knockout chance in these races is Morris's McDag because he lost his advantage yeah. early because I thought his main asset was probably racing in the box seat there, and he got shuffled out at the start there. Yep. And I thought he still run very very well, but. As far as the future's concerned, it's all about Animo, but I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced about him being an even money chance, Greg, going yeah. into the, 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 the Randwick Guineas. I think there's more opposition than that. Well, after we uh, hear from James Cummings, we'll show you the market for the Randwick Guineas. Here was the winning trainer. 
He's still warming into his preparation. There's still improvement to come, evidently. But uh, a, good, a good win, and I think what was a really solid Hobart. Look, it was not ideal on race morning that, unfortunately, Hugh was indisposed and couldn't make it. Uh, Tommy Berry didn't have a whole lot of time to think about the race, but um, sometimes a change of jockey, a new set of hands, and, uh, and, and uh, interesting things can happen. He was able to give him the, the run of the race, one out, one back, um, put him into the race nicely, and fended off the late challenger. I just identified that I thought he would need at least two runs going to the Guineas, um, and we've stuck to that. As a, as a formula for him, so he'll arrive third up in a couple of weeks. Um, he won't be three weeks between runs next start, and, uh, and he, he, he just really relishes the Randwick. He runs very well there, and I, I'd, I'd say that uh, you know, he's going he's to look, look pretty good lining up in two weeks' time in that Group 1. Well, his favourite for the uh, Randwick Guineas, uh, Animo. First up into the Randwick Guineas will be Profondo. He's going to have another trial. First up into the Randwick Guineas. Halal deserves to be that high up in the market, of course, and so does Converge. Whether the Phillies go, there's another thing. Probably not. Uh, ranch hand, Captivance in Melbourne. What do you think, boys? Yeah, look, it's going to be a, still an intriguing race, and Profondo just adds that lot. Yeah. So much interest being first up into a Ramwick Guineas. It'd be a training effort if he does yeah. you know, pull it off. Um, I didn't see his first trial. They said he tried OK. Yeah, he went um, good, yeah. But oh, I think he's some racehorse. You know, like, oh, what I've seen at Ramwick... Mm. I just think he's a superstar, so... Mm. Well, he gets a chance to prove that. Uh, let's keep going with uh, Tommy's uh, winning rides. Uh, we'll have a look at the Parramatta Cup next, uh, Tommy. This horse, Mighty Beal, he looks like he's about to come of age. You were supremely confident before the turn. He was going to win a long way out. Yeah, no, he was. He's a, he's a horse who's... He's a horse who's... Um, really come of age you know last preparation he obviously put a few together but he used to go a little bit keen in his races and do a little bit wrong but um this time in, he's, he's starting to relax quite well and um we saw that yesterday and, and that devastating turn of foot's going to take him a long way yeah he was very very dominant wasn't he he was uh, he just he, he, he chris had held back on him knowing he was going that well to sort of strike early in the autumn and and to blast away like this, they, you know, there might be even better races. Jeez, I love this second horse's run. Uh, oh, I thought it was no great. Compromise. Jay Ford ducking and weaving, only getting sort of clear running from the 100 onwards. I thought he attacked the line super. But Tommy's horse, did, did it feel as good, the turn of foot, as what it looked, Tommy, on top of that sort of ground? Yeah, you know them horses that let down in stand races like they're in a 1,200 metre race? You know, it's, it's sort of the feel he gave me. He let down as well as any horse did for me all day and that's including Enemo. So um, that's a quite exciting going forward. But as I said, just the way he's switching off now and, and giving himself a chance to, to do that, um, you know, he's, it's, it's really exciting. Even like a horse like No Compromise, he's, he's had a couple of preparations here in Australia now. Very similar to a horse like Great House. Um, all of these horses that go through the system with Chris, you know, they just take them two or three preparations to, to really come of age and, and you know, Mighty Billy's, I thought he was good, but after yesterday, uh, well, well, could be his oyster. Yeah, you know the sources like that, they normally have a great, I know it's sort of second up, but they have a great turn of foot when they're really fresh. But um, do you reckon he can hold that turn of foot the further he gets into the preparation? Yeah, I think he can, because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he's a, he's a you know, he's, he gets himself quite fit, so I don't think he takes a lot of work. And, you know, he, he always looks really good, and it didn't matter how far... We got into his preparation last prep. Um, he held that, you know, that devastating turn of foot 
the whole way through his preparation, and I think he's even better this time in. So, yeah, it wouldn't. Um, he's obviously going to become a little bit more dour, but I think that's going to be a trademark that's going to take him a long way when he gets into these better races. Uh, the kids making something for breakfast there, are they? They're sort of making some scrambled eggs or something. <laughs> it sounds like. Or... Uh, Charlize is a bowl of lollies and I'm letting her have as much as she wants at the moment so I can get through this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tommy, I'm, I'm busy today. I'm in Taree. I think uh, Corey's got an appointment at some health spa. Ronnie's got nothing on today. No. Would you like him over there to babysit? <laughs> no, he's... Oh, kids, we've lost him. The kids have pulled the plug. They're ugly. <laughs> yeah. Charlie's has pulled the plug. <laughs> Let's go and hear from Charlie Duckworth across the line in the Parramatta Cup. It was Walla Walla, Walla Walla. It was a fantastic victory. Um, no, he's, he's ultra consistent. He's incredibly tough and uh, he's obviously pretty classy too. He was going so well when you gave him a little bit of a break. So you can now aim at some even better races than the Parramatta Cup. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, look, if you if you scroll back basically a year from today, um, he actually ran around Canterbury over. I think he was fifteen fifteen. We were going to spell him, and uh, James McDonald actually wrote him that night and said, "Oh no, I think you need to push on to a Derby." And he he came undone over nineteen hundred when we stepped him up in Journey because uh, it was all a bit too quick. Uh, so obviously the train knew best that day. But anyway, we waited a year and he's suddenly living up to expectations. He's uh, obviously a proper group, group class horse. OK, uh, we've just lost that line with Tommy. Hopefully he'll be back. We, we're going to have a look at Tommy's other winner on the program. In fact, his first winner on the program. This was a military expert. Uh, now, to set the scene, this horse was disappointing first up. He got hot in the yard. Annabelle Neesham told us pre-race that that was new for him, but she was hoping for some change to military expert. Um, he got to the barriers. He he was okay. He wasn't uh, going over the top, uh, Ronnie and Corey. And this was the race where Tommy had to steer a passage because everyone was uh, worried about that inside going after the first two races. And, and Tommy couldn't have steered a better passage on this horse and he found his best. I think we were all concerned when Mr Mosaic really ran into the rail there and just stopped in yeah. this race, the previous race. So that put us into a very nervous situation. Um, and I think most jockeys may have read that by race two yeah. and, and as it turned out it wasn't as bad as we first thought you just had to be a couple off the inside i would have thought you could cut the corner and then just get out for maybe five off the fence where yeah. there's not there's no crown there but i just think obviously there's a bit of a lane there yesterday uh, rose hill's a lot worse if you get out wide it's nearly impossible to make ground from right out wide these yeah. in the last 18 months two years i don't know why but that's the nature of the track but look uh, he was good the market took him on uh, because of a few little factors, but he's far too good for midway class, Tommy. So just tell us about Military Expert, how you approach the race. As uh, Duff pointed out, Tommy, watching Mr Mosaic in the previous race, you really had to uh, think about this ride. No. He's not hearing us at the moment. OK, uh, let's go to Annabelle Neesham. This is what Annabelle had to say after the race. Well, Annabelle, everything you wanted Tommy to do, he did. Yeah, he did. About time he rode me a winner. It's been, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, he rode him beautifully. Obviously edged out to, to where we thought we wanted to be. Um, it was nice that one whipped around and actually 
um, did a little bit of the work. But um, yeah, a bit of relief really because he's he's always been a cult we've had a really good opinion of, and obviously you know he's got some good form on the board. Um, but it was a bit of a head scratcher first up. But look, he looks like he's bounced back and. Hopefully we can get back and put him back into his own age group in some nicer races now. And if he comes into the yard a bit hot next time and it's a muggy day, we won't be worried. No, I mean, to be honest, he's a, he is a real free sweater at home. Um, but, yeah, he's, that's probably as sweaty as I've seen him at the races. But, look, he, he stayed relaxed. He looked good behind the yes. gate, so I was reasonably calm. OK, well, that was uh, the three wins of Tommy Berry yesterday. We'll let Tommy go with communication problems. Thank him for his time. Uh, any more to that race? Uh, he did He did see them clearly yesterday, didn't he? Apart from that suspension, uh, he was on top of his game. Yeah, he was around the mark all day, and even a couple there that didn't look ready, run, run well for the future. So, uh, look, I think Laguru, he's just a little ripper for his connections. I thought Sally Pops had support and was pretty good. Uh, always sure is going to win a race shortly in mm. a dry a dry track, and yep. he, he got very hot there yeah. yesterday. I thought his effort was outstanding, actually. I thought French Emperor would run a lot better, but I think given where he was drawn, the speed of the race, he got dragged back. Keegan couldn't get him to sort of settle, and slow run race, mid race, and he didn't really attack the line at all. Look, David Payne's a realist. After having a big opinion of him winning first up, he... There's two ordinary runs from him now, ridden forward, ridden back. back. He's stopping straight to the paddock and we'll yeah. start from scratch with him. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to watch this great clash of home affairs and nature strip. The good news is we're going to see a rematch back here in Sydney by the time they get to the TJ Smith. The Lightning's next. Home Affairs had already run in an Everest. Nature Strip had already won an Everest. Yesterday they clashed in the Lightning Stakes down the straight at Flemington. Uh, Chris Wallace said it was uh, an absolute tragedy from, from the start with Nature Strip. Jamie Carr said he got wiped out at the start and he wasn't entitled to run like that. James McDonald on Home Affairs said it was a stressful situation the last 100 metres, but both horses went down fighting. Let's go and have a look at the start, and this is where it went horribly wrong for Nature Strip. Well, we know he can do this at the start, but then yep. he got the bump uh, when the, the other horse just come, jumped in on top of him there. I think it was Profiteer. Profiteer, yes. And put him off balance, the big boy. And you know, Corey, in 1,000 metre races, if one thing goes wrong in a 1,000 metre race, it is all over. It's hard to overcome, or very, very hard to overcome it. Like, um... Profiteer just sort of made everything a little bit ugly, you know, he, he ended up getting over and getting the inferno and he grabbed a heel and Damien Lane blundered. But I'll be honest, Ronnie, I reckon it's the best I've ever seen Nature Strip race first up. Like, he, he normally gets out in front and high balls it and then he's on dead legs at the 50 or 100 metre mark. But I, I honestly think it's the best I've ever seen him. Oh, there's no doubt. He, he, he should have won. We all know that yeah. for a start. They've run quicker time than the last few years. He may have been beaten by a pretty good three-year-old. What yeah. a dream result for Coolmore. No, no, there's no three-year-olds won this race since Fastnet Rock. No. And he ran faster time than Fastnet Rock. So, oh, it would have been beautiful being in the Coolmore team last <laughs> night. They would have been eating well and drinking <laughs> well. And what, what do you mean? Uh, Don't they do that anyway? <laughs> well, anyway, but there would have been... Tom, there'd be a lot of now listen uh, yeah. going on because he is a good cult. <laughs> There's no doubt he's a good cult. Yeah. And uh, I don't think McDonald would have got much satisfaction out of that. He's uh, 
he's I saw him poking his tongue out there at Jamie yeah, yeah. Parkari. <laughs> he was having a real enjoying that very much. This inside shot, it actually shows that Nature Strip got in front of Home Affairs, um, and obviously just the last last two or three bounds. Obviously the, the costly start. Um, yeah, but oh gee, they're two tough race horses like the old bull and the young bull. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it's great to watch, a great race. And little Eddie, he, he never stopped trying. No. He had a real go in his own right. He, he might be just better around the bend at Eduardo, I think, yep. and that's his edge. And uh, But he, he was far from disgrace. All the horses out of the, uh, oh, that little pop-up race, the Everest, was going to be <laughs> gone after two years. And, uh, it's all the form in the world. Yeah. It's all the form in the world. Yeah, I thought Mars Crusader could have attacked the line a little bit better with the run that he had. I thought yeah, he... A thousand metres. He's never been at a thousand metres, so yeah. I, I don't think we can... Not his go. It's not his go, obviously. Yeah. And, yep. and uh, he, he, I'd be totally thinking... Oh, he has been at a thousand metres, but not down the straight. Down the straight, yeah. All right, well, to continue with the theme from last uh, Sunday's shows, sitting in the studio this morning, between them, Ronnie and Corey have won three lightnings. Uh, <laughs> let's have a look at the TJ Smith stakes. And here's the market... We want a rematch. Uh, we're going to get it by all reports. Uh, at the moment, the TJ Smith on tab. Have we got the market there? I'm a little bit on delay here. Eduardo, uh, yes, Nature Strip 350 and $6 Eduardo and Home Affairs and Mask Crusader at $8. Uh, Marabai Espiona, well, she might not be heading to the TJ Smith. And Lost and Running is unlikely to go to the TJ Smith because he's going to head towards a different path, starting with the uh, the, the Canterbury Stakes and onto the the George Ryder and an Animo could well, well, more than likely, uh, go another way as well. But the others, if they're there, it's going to be the autumn version of the Everest. Oh, look, it's mouthwatering. It's uh, mm. what a clash. You yeah. know, we're all waiting for the you know, the new brigade to come along with, you know, Nature Strip being so dominant yeah. and he puts up a force first up performance like that. What happens James McDonald? He's got, uh, like, it's a good decision to have, but it's a really, really hard decision after riding home affairs yeah. and then going back to the old boy. Like, what, what, what does he do there? I think he's, um... I think he's buttered, buttered his bread. He's got to put some veggie bite on it now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, Good answer, let's Ronnie. Go, let's go to the Silver Slipper now. Uh, best of Bordeaux. Uh, he's, he's all speed, Corey. Yep. Can, he, can he take this to 1,200 metres in a golden slipper. He may have another run. He may go to the Todman before that and we'll get a guide at him at 1,200. Does he strike you as a horse who can stretch it out again? I don't think he'll get the 1,200 ridden like that. Um, if he drew a bit softer and he, he jumped straight from the, you know, jumped straight to the front from barrier ones to four, I would say that he might get 1,200 because Sammy Clippinen did tell me yesterday that he was happy to settle the horse um, and then obviously being trapped three deep, he decided to push on at the 800 metre mark, which is quite an effort in itself to push the button when he did get, to get up and over to, to, you know, like hold on and win the race. I, I thought it was a great effort, but I don't think he'll get 1,200 ridden like that. Yeah, look, I'm, we're still waiting, aren't we? We're yeah. saying well, the two-year-olds are coming, the two-year-olds are coming, and, mm. and it's still we're all coming back to Cool and Gatter again now. So she probably runs next Saturday. Uh, but he was good. He was on the fence, mind yeah. you, this horse as well. Oh, he's there to be beaten. Like he, 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 to you know, eye, he's been very good at his yep. two wins. Not so much the clock, but the clock isn't everything. No, that's right. As we know. What about this magic. horse, Magic? Oh, I thought it was a terrific run. Hawks, you know, it's, it's, their, it's their way, I know, like... Um, two-year-olds, give him a, a nice run. He'll probably have another run before the slipper. But 
probably should have won the race. Back where he was, he, he never got real clear running um, until probably the 150. And then the way he dove through on the line, I thought was was pretty special. Yeah, it's all got to happen quickly for him though. Yeah. Because he's got to, actually he's got to go and win a race now to force his way into it. Yeah. Then he's got to back up into a slipper. But it can be done. Yeah. It can be done and this is the year it could be done in. Um, and look, I thought Sotira was okay. OJ was okay and, and Queen of the Ball. Yeah. I spoke to Rachel after the race. Queen of the Ball, she said that the horse had trialled on soft going before and she said... Was I? Yeah, what just she needs to get back on top of the ground. Um, she said she's just got no turn of foot. The moment you ask to extend on that going, the wheels start spinning. She said she's trying to get through it, but she just can't muster, mm. muster on that going. So she wasn't disappointed. I thought she still run really well, but needs to get back on top of ground. Yeah, I was willing charlatan to sh put his hand up to say I'm a slipper horse. I, look, I thought he'd come too wide, mm. and I just want to see him again, maybe with set of blinkers on or something. I yeah. haven't completely sacked him, but I thought he should have come along the inside. But... Expected more, put it that way. Here's Casey Fogden and Sam Clipperton. It's pretty exciting. We were a little bit worried there. We were quite close to the rails. You know, it was, it was um, borderline, but I think it speaks to the horse now. You know, he's obviously got quite a, a lot of ability, so um, he's, he's slightly defied the odds there. He's just very free running. Um, so I think although he was sort of three deep and, and out wide, um, the key there, and Sam knows that, just to let him run along. What about one more start? Do you need to go one more before the slipper? Well, I sort of had in my head that we perhaps wouldn't um, and we would sort of back off and maybe trial if we needed to. He's not an overly big horse, he's very clean-winded, but um, tradition would probably tell us, you know, another run wouldn't go astray. Luckily, Casey and her team are very easy to ride for. They just said, leave it to you, you know him now, so you sort it out. So, like, thanks. <laughs> so, look, when... Tim Clark and Rachel began quick. I began quick well and going into that shoot there I had a decision to make because I couldn't really just sit there. I just thought well, I'll just keep him rolling and one of the amazing amazing things about this horse is he's so little but he can quicken so sharply off such such speed. And um, I would have loved to have stayed on the rail coming into the straight but so the track's playing, I come out a bit and he was like, no no, we're going back to the inside. So his Canterbury, Canterbury win was no fluke. And he, um, he felt even better today. So um, impressive horse. And um, why don't I case it in the team? They've got a, a, a live slipper chance now. Simply didn't handle the, the ground. Um, Rachel, when she trialled her at Warwick Farm on a soft seven before a first up run, sort of made comment to me that she wasn't that comfortable in it. And that was my little concern coming here today when the track was rated a soft six. And it's probably racing a genuine soft six. Um, Rachel just sort of commented that she travelled really well, but she said she just wouldn't let down in that genuine soft going. So, I, I, as uh, strange as it may sound, I actually take a bit of heart from that, that if we can go to the Riesling perhaps in two weeks' time and get back onto a dry track, um, we, can, we can sort of see a much, much improved performance. It's the first time on soft ground. She's had two, two runs at the races on, on good ground. Um, I don't think we saw the real her today on this sort of track. So onwards and upwards towards the main goal. Yeah, I think, look, I think we just, for the time being, we press on to the Riesling. Um, fingers crossed we get on a dry track there and, and then we'll know where we're at from there. Uh, there's an incentive for Best of Bordeaux to go to the Todman. If Best of Bordeaux won the Todman, he'd be eligible for another million-dollar bonus by winning the Golden Slipper. 
but that's a long way ahead. Coolangatta, we're going to see her, I think, next Saturday in the Sweet Embrace. Uh, Russian Conquest is at $8, and then Best of Bordeaux, and the big run of Magic and Sajardin, an extravagant star. It's a great line-up, the Golden Slipper March 19. Uh, prior to yesterday, Mark Newnham and Tommy Sherry combined for two Group 3 wins, both on the Provincial. Tommy Sherry got his biggest win, a Group 2 yesterday in the Millie Fox aboard Expat. Yeah, and he's riding so confidently, mm. this young man. He's, uh, he, he just he knows this mare like the back of his hand. He knows he, he has to show intent early, and he knows that she comes back underneath him. He goes quick enough to be left alone, and he's had a good little record on her. Uh, she just makes her own luck. She has a go, and she's got a very good record now. So she's done a great job. Bluchy Babe, I thought, oh, the fitness is going to get her home here, and then she just didn't run the 1,300 out. A good fresh run from Lelude, as usual. And those, you know, the Crohn's and your rocker clock, I think they'll improve with the run heading into their, you know, their, their grand finals and their next couple of runs. But this young Tommy Sherry, he's, uh, he, he makes decisions in races. He's not, you know, just a puppet that just does what he's told. I've seen him make a, disobey instructions a few times, getting the job done. And not only that, Ronnie, like, you, you notice these kids when they've got a claim that they're in the first two or three, Tommy can ride them from anywhere in the race. He, he you know, he... On, great on back markers, you know, midfield, up front, controlling the speed. When he is claiming with that one and a half, he's, he's just stealing, to be honest. He's riding as good as any, you know, fully-fledged jockey in Sydney. You know, I know Bowman's and the, <clears throat> the K-Max and the McDonald's, you know, they, they're, they're on a sort of pedestal of their own. But this Tommy Sherry, honestly, another 12 months under his belt, he'll be, he'll be up there with the big boys. Mm, he's got a good attitude. Yep, rides well. OK, so that's expat. In the Millie Fox Stakes, uh, Mark Newnham was there uh, yesterday and we caught up with Mark and also the winning rider, his first group two, Tommy Sherry. Well done, Mark. Expat is flying. Group three, now group two. Handled beautifully by that young man on board. Yeah, look, he's got a really good association with her. He's got a lot of faith in her. He's been telling me all week that she'll win. Um, and it was hard to disagree with him. He put that little bit of a gap on them early, and then she comes back to him nicely. She's got a really good racing style. She's, she's quick out of the gates, and then she conserves energy well in front. And he's got a lot of faith in her, and I think he was happy for uh, Bellucci Babe to join him a little bit because she loves to get into the fight. And, um, oh, look, just good to get a Group 2 win for her. She's building a really good record now. Um, her owner, Tony McGrath, will be very pleased. Have you got any Group 1s for the pair of them? Well, look, I think she deserves a crack at the Coolmore Classic now. And, look, if she got a slipper day here that can be very wet, you'd imagine that she'd give a good sight. I've ridden two group winners, but never on a metropolitan track, so it's a real excitement. And um, she's tough as nails, this girl. Uh, as you said, they didn't give it to us easy. She jumped well, but I knew they weren't going to hand it to us. Uh, she walked hard to get there, but she came back underneath me beautifully and really relishes getting her feet in, those, in that wet ground. Um, I lunged her as long as I could up the straight. And she probably gave way about 50 out, fitness-wise. But guts and determination got her over the line. She's tough as, um, tough as old boots. And uh, roll on to Coolmore, I'd say. So you can add her to the Coolmore list, potentially, uh, after winning the uh, Millie Fox. There's the uh, first page uh, with Espiona, the uh, favourite. She's in every market, Espiona, uh, and will be tied to the hip with Fangirl. There's the uh, second line, the Coolmore Classic on March 12, a week before the Golden Slip. We'll take a break. We'll come back and look at the rest of the program at Rose Hill yesterday.
Let's go back to the first at Rosehill yesterday. It was the highway and a win for Golden Point. Well, he's just turned into a winner. He's won four races this preparation. He looked out on his feet here when Shelby, 66, who hadn't won in 600 and so, so, so days. And I thought, hello, this Pike's going to make a big name for himself early in the day here. This will be the story of the day, Pike winning on Shelby, 66. And you've got to give it a little cheeky little key where you give him a nice old spray when he went past the line when he fought back. I didn't think he had it in him, Collett. And Pike just bowed his head and says, oh, no. Yeah. So I don't know what he said. I read a few little comments what he said to well, him. But... Welcome to first grade, Pike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pike nearly did the impossible there. And he was placed all day after that, after yeah. some very close placings. Not that he did anything wrong on him. That Daksha is a coming highway winner. It's in the train in the bush now. Other than that, I, look, I, I think it wasn't a strong race. Royal Exit bled, so it, it'll get the mandatory ban. But very funny. I know, very the, funny. I know the track wasn't really, really wet, but I'll give it... Jason Collard is one of the best wet weather jockeys you'll ever see. I, the way that he holds them and gives the horses confidence on that, that shifty going, his results on soft tracks must be unbelievable. Good track walker too. Yeah. Good track walker. Well, he grew up in the New Zealand mud. That's why. <laughs> um, Golden Point, Sterling Oslin, he's a great trainer. He was strapping yesterday. We couldn't catch up with Sterling, but here's Collett. Good on you, Jace. It mapped a little bit tricky for you on the speed map. You ended up three or four pairs back, one off. Um, got a dream run through, and you give Willie Pike the old welcome to the first grade. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it, Corey? That's what, that's what us New South Wales and us Kiwis want to see. Uh, he had me on toast at the furlong. I went, oh, I'm gone here. And I'm just watching the big screen, and... Uh, yeah, I was pretty happy. I'll let him after the post anyway. How did the track race, mate? A little bit of water on it last night? Yeah, look, it's um, the rail walks soft. And it's definitely got give out of it. Um, I think the rating's pretty fair. I know Munzee said about an upgrade, but look, I'd, I wouldn't be jumping anyway. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Cheers, Corey. Now to race two, rule of law has now won five in a row this preparation. What a story, what a story. They, 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 he had a throat problem and they sold him at a tried, uh, tried horse sale. They, he, I think they spent 30,000 on him. He's won five city races, three Saturday races, two Wednesday races, and he's looking a group performer. Um, just far too good, sprints away. Uh, Emanate probably got a foot on the till now, third up next time. Uh, never talked it enough. Shadow Cross, he'll be a better horse than the dry track. Oh, I definitely think so, Ronnie. And the, the position that he was in, no fault of Tommy Sherry's, but um, Kieran McAvoy on M8 was just sort of holding up in his face a little bit. He needed M8 to go that half a length, three quarters of length quicker so he could get the horse to settle. A little bit aggressive and then just, just raced a little bit upside down, but definitely needs to get back on top of the going. All right, last uh, race, Bjorn was at it nice and early yesterday. Here he is after the race. Well, he still still looks great. Um, I, I said to everyone on his work on Tuesday, I thought he was unbeatable. He just went that good. It was as good a gallop as I've probably ever had at Warwick Farm. So he keeps raising the bar and he just looks great. And uh, no, I've got a lot of great people in the source, including my vet, Alan Frogley, a lot of good friends. And uh, Justin, who rides him, big shout out to him too. He's really done a good job. And, and he was of the same opinion on Tuesday. He said he's just going super. And he seems to be getting bigger and stronger as well. 
What did you and Tim talk about with tactics in that small field? Yeah, well, Tim does his homework pretty well, and, and he sort of summed it up, and he wrote him accordingly, pretty much exactly as he saw it, and, and that's sort of the way we thought it may work out. Always a bit easier with a five-horse race, but um, no, absolutely thrilled. Great bunch of owners, and um, oh, he's been—he's just so much fun because there's no risk <laughs> for what we paid. So, no, very lucky. He's—he's he's always had ability, and, and we've just got him when we can get the best out of him. Plan was to, to to get off from from some readings that were done earlier. So um, it said to be on before the race. I won't be any sort of close than about five off in the straight. In the in the run, I followed the leader, and I guess I, I didn't want the leader to get away from me because he's been racing so well. But obviously, didn't want to put too much pressure into the race either, and and allow a horse, um, Mark's horse, who's been racing well as also. So just try and find that happy medium. But look, you know, all credit to Bjorn and his team. Horses flying and. Um, yeah, I was just a lucky recipient off, off the ride today. All right, let's go to the fifth now. Uh, Marzu, he went out a winner, the Brian Crowley. He came back a gelding yesterday. Let's see if this horse can go to the next level. I think he can. Yeah. Uh, you want to see him do it twice, but geez, he looked, he, he, he matured up. He, he rode a hot speed off one soft trial. So yep. I, 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 surely he could only improve. And without a doubt, Ronnie, and got there early as well, you yep. know, um, Semi clipping and riding in terrific form. A little bit disappointed with, uh, what do we got? Um, Abel Willie, but I think wanting further, they just sort of stretched out too much, went a little bit too quick for him. He was just under pressure, you know, like pretty much the whole race. He's looking for further, but taking nothing away from the winner, I thought it was a great win. I think it might be the race where we can follow a few. I think it's a strong enough form race where they've got room to move with the ratings as well. I think Zapateo, uh, she, when she gets back to her own sex, she'll win. Uh, the right race, Fox Hider, is a nice, honest horse. Yep. And I just think Abel Willie, two runs at 1,100 was too much for him. I think he wants 12, 1,400. Yep. But I'd love to see him just do that again, uh, Mazu, and then they are cooking with gas at a much better level. Here's Paul Snowden, uh, sorry, Peter Snowden and Sam Clipperton. The owners are very, very good. They, they listen to what we're saying and uh, although we've, we've shown good ability, we, we knew there'd be more there if he just learned to settle better himself. But as I said, it's, um, this time in he's just been a dream to, to deal with and uh, before the race today I was, I was very confident he'd run well because he's just so relaxed. They flew along up front. They did, and he, and he raced. Uh, they were going, and probably I thought he just touched out of his comfort zone being where he was, but um, he rallied well on one trial. I thought 80 metres ago, I thought gonna, might, this might test him, but uh, it just shows the quality of the horse. He um, might be a bit above the average. What can you win with this horse now? Oh, look, there's a lot of things, a lot of doors open now. Greg, no one's going to settle. Um, I've always had in mind he, he might get a seven, maybe even a mile. Um, but he needed to learn to settle better and that's still gonna, we're going to get there yet but that's a certainly a good start in the right direction today. I was pretty confident before the race so it's just a query of, of first up with 59 and, um, and there was a couple of talented horses in that so I've actually got a lot of time for this horse and well done for, um, to Peter and Paul Snowden in, in having him ready first up off one trial. I think it just goes to show the, the, the class he has and um, he's had that all-important gelding operation as well so you know, he, he's always had a lot of talent, but been a real handful. But I was very confident when I trialled him uh, a couple of weeks back. His attitude was just spot on. So um, he's got another nice win on the board, and I'm sure he'll go on with it.
Well, the ninth race of the day, this was the race that had the putters completely and utterly bamboozled. Skylab, a horse who we know has got it in him, produced a big finish to score. Yeah, and to do it out wide, it's probably a feather in his cap as well. Because like I was saying earlier, it's nearly impossible to win coming charging down the right down the outside. And he did it. He did it. But they did go very hard up front. Look, he promised plenty as a three-year-old. I remember we were thinking he was a derby horse, a Doncaster horse there when he was a young horse. He, he Look, he didn't lose his way, but he might be just ready to go on with the job now. I don't, Dream Circle, he's just struggling to put a race away. Uh, that's his issue. Morrissey was solid up from Melbourne. And, yeah, where else do we want to look? Zarek was pretty good for a stayer first up there. So, Giannis, there's question marks on him now, whether he's come up at all. That's uh, I know he played up at the barrier the, the other day, but he was awful there after travelling sweetly in the run. So, jury's out on the race, but Skylab's a nice enough horse. I think great rider. Keegan Lake. I've, I've been on his He's back. He's got to ride three kilos lighter, though. Yeah, but I've been on his back for, I reckon, two to three years now, like getting himself to the city. Loves to just hover along at the provincials. and But oh, I do reckon he's a talented yeah, he rider. He very... thinks well. He's got a great style. And, um, yeah, just get to town, mate. If, if he could ride 54 and a half or something, he'd, yeah. he'd kill him in town. Yep. Here's uh, Nathan Perry and Keegan Latham. He probably didn't come up as good as we'd like last prep, but geez, he spelt good this time. And uh, we're real excited this campaign because we knew he did come back good. He's in the Doncaster and uh, a few races, and um, we just wanted to kick him off today, see where he's at. And, um, uh, you know, we, we thought he'd run well, but, uh, you know, uh, you, you just wanted to see something like we've just seen. Yeah, so get this out of the way, know how he's come back, and then start to plan a more... Exactly. Uh, put it in concrete. Yeah, that's it. You've got to enter them in everything and, um, and just hope, uh, hope they live up to it. But, but we certainly knew he'd come back well. Uh, he trialled well and his work's been well. And uh, uh, we're just hoping to see what we've just seen. Nathan gave me full of confidence before the race. Said the horses come back in you know, real good order and it obviously showed today. Um, the pace was on a little bit, which probably suited this horse. And he had a bit of a flat spot coming around the bend. And it didn't really give me an impression that he was going to go on and do the job, but once he's straightened himself up and sorted himself out, he, he went on to win a nice race. Well, go in and write your name on one of those seats, mate, and get stuck here every Saturday. <laughs> Thanks, Doc Corey. Uh, let's go and have a look at uh, War Eternal now. It was last race beyond again. <laughs> yes, it's becoming repetitive now, isn't it? He's, it's, it's amazing how many times he's done it. This is a nice three-year-old. I like this horse. He, he beat the older horses, he beat them well. He's a chance of taking the next step, this horse, I think. Uh, I know it's hard at the top with these three-year-olds and you're probably, they're only three ones, so he's probably got to take on a round with Guineas. He's probably not a winning chance in that, but I tell you what, he'd be a place chance. Um, the second horse went well, Tamerlane, and does run, didn't run to the big wraps. There's huge wraps going into the meeting. So I think we can assess him after next time. Maybe he might want him wild, but maybe he's overrated. So. I reckon he wants to sit. I reckon he wants to might be a, take the drop take on him. Sit. Yeah, look, I mean, there's no speed on paper, and he obviously landed in front and went a little bit aggressive, but just watching his replay when he won at Warwick Farm, um, yeah, I reckon he might be a better chase horse. OK. There's, where there's smoke, there's fire. There was yeah. too, he was too big a tip not to have ability. OK, we're off to a break. We're going to hear from Bjorn Baker and also Jason Collett. Uh, when we come back, We'll head to Wagga and have a look at another one's victory yesterday in another qualifier of the country championships. It was his second win in the qualifier, going back-to-back -back from last year. And then we'll have a look at today's Mid-North Coast meeting here at Taree. That's coming up next on Thoroughbred Weekly.
A big shout out to the owners. A few of my greatest owners, Carl Wold, of course, his colours, and Barry Rosetto, and, and just so many good people Keith Farrell, Bill, Bill Kelly, and bought by James Clark. He's doing a super job for me, too. So, how good is racing New South Wales go? Like, it's going to be the stake money's gone up a couple of weeks ago. It is the best racing in the world, it's the most competitive. You're getting horses from all over the world. I'm just thrilled to have a runner here, yet alone be winning races. It's my dream. It's a uh, great ride by Jason too, so absolutely thrilled. The barrier, huge help, Corey. I was uh, able to land the back of uh, Timmy's Mound and obviously the one to beat at five and a half kilos less and he probably appreciates a bit of giving the ground. A bit of winding up into the straight, but look, once he sort of got through that gap, yeah, he was good late. Can he go further? I think so. He's pretty pretty low casual. Uh, still a colt, I think, and uh, yeah, he's <laughs> A cut would be nice, but I don't think there would be uh, any rush to do that. Sonic in front, gee another one got there very quickly, hit the front, Blitzar giving chase, then Omanika, but another one went for home, got away from them, it's another one, two lengths in front past the 200, Gasonic Blitzar tap and run late, but another one, he's the one, he's off and gone, and it's another one, a piece of history, two country championships for another one. Tap and run second. You know, we, we set out for this race, we saw, I was a bit disappointed missed out in the, um, the Cosy Osco, but look, this has probably worked in our way, and um, we give me a couple of runs over a bit of distance, but uh, we just focus on this race, so I'm happy to win it. Yeah, you'll probably give him a trial, but he'll be in it from that run. You know, I was a bit worried that I not give him enough, you know, but now that's good because he's going to improve on that run, so uh, looking forward to going around with him. Yeah, he was just a complete horse today. He's always been up and down and out the back and just floating the line where today. He was on the bunny, it was game on, and when he let rip, um, I know how good his sectionals can be, and he was never going to be beat. We wanted to sort of be midfield, not get too far back, and um, so I was happy there, and uh, yeah, very, very happy with the run. More than capable, and uh, no, so it's just great to be able to pack our bags for Sydney. It was a great run. Um, Ronnie Stubbs had him in, in tip-top form. Yeah, he's, he's probably the best close of the race, and um, yeah, I think Randwick's going to suit him too. Though. Probably better, better tempo. Hopefully he can draw middle and not sort of the fence and uh, he can sort of get going a little bit. He takes us probably 50 yards to get into stride, which he, he did up the straight today, but he's, his last 250 metres was exceptional and uh, you know, another 25 yards would have made it interesting. OK, Gary Cleesey is uh, with me at Taree today. Watching those first three heats, far too easy, which you uh, saw at Grafton. Yep. Testator Solons who won at Nara, and now another one. The quality is there already. Yeah, talking about our, 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 those two winners you just mentioned down south have been really good, but he's a, he's and you saw far too easy at Grafton mm. over the carnival. You know, he won his one on debut there, and he won the Spring to Fame. But uh, when you see him in Sydney, Ronnie and uh, Corey, you'll you'll see a nice horse. He's not an over big horse, but body wise, he's great. But he's one of the coolest horses you'll see in the yard. He just walks around and he doesn't care about anything. He's loaded with ability. And he's in a very good yard. He hasn't got a big stable, Dave McComb, but he's a pretty smart horse. He'll need to draw a good gate, but I thought his win was... Right. Look, it, 
I think the Tamworth heat holds all the keys, Greg. It yeah, really we'll does. That. We'll get mm. to win it when we get to Tamworth. Yeah. What about, um, let's have a look at some um, some of your thoughts on Tari today, starting with Chase My Crown for uh, Joel and Wayne Wilkes. Yes, look, she, she had uh, one run. She went up to win. She went to the Queen of the North, and it was a condition blew out. Now, this is her barrier trial uh, after the Queen of the North. He didn't decide to run her again. She's right out wide. Dylan Givens rides her. Got a beautiful action, this little mare, and she has a really soft time. Now, I looked at her prior to going out on the track and the trial, that run had brought her along. She's a mile winner. She's a, she's won here before. And, uh, Greg, that was soft. And she's going to take a lot of beating. A lot okay. of beating. OK. Uh, and Par Avion uh, went into last start, or well, first up favourite, yep. off the back of this trial. Yeah, well, when you see her in the yard, there's nothing of her. Little light frame girl, nothing of her. She's unbeaten here, two for two over the 1,400 metres. Now, this is her trial. This is a really good trial. You'll see her in the yellow cap, and she'll dart back to the inside. Young Bailey Wheeler rides it. She's got that terrific turn of foot, this little mare, and she just coasts up. She'll pick this leader up in, in no time. Uh, she went to Port Macquarie. It didn't go right. It didn't go right. Um... Uh, things just never went right and running for her and he's just freshened her up and brought her back here. But when you see her in the yard, you, you, she's not much of her. Really light little frame here, but she's pretty good. I thought Mark Will Dreamer was a chance. I, I think he needs the speed on. He draws really good. You've seen him there at a highway. And Vicky's once had two runs back. Bob Milligan's a little mare. And Grant Buckley rides there. She only gets 54 kilos on her back, so... She might tighten up and improve. She certainly got the ability to beat him, but I think Chase My Crown is beautifully placed today. OK, we've got a soft six today, but yeah. a beautiful day. It's very warm. Well, I've said it for so for a couple of years here. Scotty Olsen's been looking after this track for a couple of years. And it was well, well documented prior to that that this track had problems. Mm. But this is just fantastic track now. We can get rain here. It doesn't affect. They don't get out wide. Um, he's a great course creator and he's done a great job. He couldn't get a better day today. Great. Uh, Ronnie and Corey, next week at uh, Royal Randwick, back to our headquarters, we've got the Chipping Norton, so very elegant's back, and Think It Over will be there to see if he can do it again, and the Surround. Uh, rematch, Espiona and Fangirl. Well, plenty to look forward to there. All the, the good horse flesh will be on show. Yep. We've got a wet week this week, but mm. I think most of the rain hopefully is gone by next Thursday, but they're tipping a wet week. Which one would you ride? Um, I would ride Fangirl. Me too. Yeah, I think she's watching her run the other day. She's I, I think Espiona might be a sprinter. Yeah. Anyway. The way... If you weren't talking so much this morning, we could have a good debate. We could have got some old <laughs> stories from Gary and uh, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Cleesha and I are going to wander up just up there and go to the Corey Brown Pavilion. Where? Really? And Gaz is going to tell some stories. I told you the dress code yesterday, didn't I, Rads? <laughs> yep. Shorts and thongs. <laughs> 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 OK, that's it. Thanks. Thanks, boys. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday for Thoroughbred Weekly. Join us later this afternoon for the big coverage of Country Championships Day here at Taree.